1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and
0: conditions. 18 plus. I can have I just
1: unbelievable. Houston, we have a problem. I could have bought like
0: five Lamello balls with this money, but no.
1: Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday night. It is PGA DFS Live Before Lock Show, and it's the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Ben, we've got no Pro-Am. We don't got to worry about guessing the amateurs this week, although, of course, we never did. But we have definitely got some problems to discuss here this week. I'm sure many people have known about the Dustin Johnson withdrawal. We've got Houston has a problem here on the other side as well, Ben, as I bring you into the show, we've Mm. got our producer behind the glass. He is in charge of the Houston's defense during the entire show, but we don't have to talk about that. We can talk about golf here to try and keep your mind off of it. How are you feeling going into this week, given all of the news we've had?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just different. I think that's one of the, I guess you could say, blessing and curse of PGA DFS. You're going to have, you know, in the NFL, you don't just have like random weeks where no teams of, of any caliber play. Like there's always good quality teams. Golf, it's not like that. We've had massive withdrawals. This is a this is a field that just got truly decimated. And it's kind of, it's got the field of almost an alt, alternate event, you know, with it opposite doesn't. of WGC or major. <laughs> so I guess that's good. Two courses instead of three. I, I'm a fan of that. I obviously don't like a Saturday cut. I mean, what do you... What do you make of stuff like that? Obviously, this isn't the, the event we normally say.
1: Yeah, I'm smiling because you say it's kind of like an off-field event and like my favorite players are here. So yeah, It's well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, this goes to show you what's fair. been happening to my players lately. That's fair. In any that's case, fair. In any case, um, it's, just, it's just how it's working right now. But somebody just asked us about ownership projections and I – Wouldn't be remiss. I got to tell everybody they're actually free today. So you're interested in the Matthew Neesmith ownership projection. Alex just updated these about an hour ago, and I think he said he was going to take a look after NBA as well. So on Matthew Neesmith, I can give you an actual answer on that. He's projected 5.7% owned. Of course, check out awesomo.com backslash PGA black backslash ownership dash projections, Again, free today, and of course, if you are ready to join us on the Osmo Plus side, packages starting at just eight ninety five for the golf stuff, and twenty nine ninety nine for everything we've got behind the glass on Osmo Plus. Ben, we've got so many tools. We've even got a NASCAR promotion going on right now, don't we? We do. Uh,
0: yeah, apparently, I didn't even know The Daytona five hundred is uh, this week, upon maybe? us. We've got you. Like I said, one of the things we can confidently say. If they're a sport, if there is contests, we ha- we have you covered. Um, I remember during the shutdown, we were LBL. doing TV. yeah everything and anything. So we absolutely have you covered. We're going to talk about some of those promos, but I I just wanted to second what you were saying. Free, we get a lot of questions Free. on what those ownership projections are like. Now's your chance to to check them out. So a lot going on there. I'm excited. I guess I'm kind of excited. You, you know, you brought up a good point. Like any any field where I can justify playing people like Peter Uline, maybe yes. it, maybe it is a good thing uh, that we're in this
1: situation. All right, let's talk about our first topic here: wave, weather, and withdraw. I kind of changed the waves to courses instead because I did a little digging, and if and of course, if you look on the surface, it looked like last year Spyglass Hill played harder than Pebble Beach, but if you dig into that, it's only because Pebble played three other days or two other days i should say easier days the times they played uh spyglass last year the weather was terrible so i don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be the case but with that being said ben do you want to have your golfers play a specific course on thursday when it's going to be good temperatures versus friday when it's going to be pretty bad weather 20 miles per hour wind all day mid 50s gonna be cold
0: yeah it's gonna be tricky i mean i i I don't know how big it's because Monterey is gone. And I think that would have been the answer, but we don't have that. I don't want to say luxury. I think I would rather have my guys play pebble first, but that may be wrong. I I really don't know. What, what do you make of the difference? You know, these are both par 72s. They're both short. Is there a significant difference in terms of, you think, in terms of wind, weather, things like that, that you would
1: rather be on spyglass one of those days? I looked at at the stats round by round last year and the scoring averages were roughly the same. On the really bad day there was again, one of two, one of three was the bad days last year. Two of the other days were decent, kind of like what we're going to get tomorrow. There was no difference, so honestly it doesn't matter to me. But if you'd rather be on the less exposed spyglass, which it definitely is if if the if the wind is coming off the Pacific, Pebble is certainly more exposed. If you want to play that, I've got a few, I've got a couple groups for you. Uh, Spieth Fowler and Nick Taylor Along with Patrick Cantlay, Jason Day And Siwoo Kim, they're all going from pebble To spyglass, as is Zalatoris, Tom Lewis, and Kyle Stanley And on the spyglass to pebble Side, you got Phil Mickelson Paul Casey, Max Homa Along with Stuart Sink, Francesco Molinari And Brand Seneca, those are the featured groups as well That's why I brought them up If you like to sweat golf Thursday and Friday morning That's how you're going to do it through PGA Tour Live Of course, uh, that's how I do it, it's a lot of fun So, with that being said Honestly, Ben, I'm I'm not looking into it. Of course, tons of withdrawals. Not just Dustin Johnson, right? We had Wyndham Clark, K. H. Lee, Padre Harrington. Make sure DraftKings has changed it. They make those big red circles now, pretty pretty visible. Just make sure they're not in your lineups for sure. Sometimes the projections don't catch up and they sneak in there somehow.
0: Yeah, if you, I mean, it, it, they do. If you get caught with a withdraw that's before the tournament in golf, you're you really not paying attention because it's in giant red letters. <laughs> uh, so don't do that. A lot of guys out, and and obviously, I mean, we saw this in the betting market. DJ being out after the pricing was set changes everything because Patrick Cantlay clearly would be you know, 11, eight, 11, nine, and everyone would have got a boost up. Now the pricing is just naturally soft. So it's even playing field, It's just a different type of construction.
1: Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And I think that DJ leaving obviously is going to push more ownership up here as well. And one of those, what I want to talk to you about the top end fade as we move down our topic list here is Daniel Berger. I think a ton of ownership is going there given the fact that his odds moved to 14 to one to win. And obviously his price didn't move when DJ withdrew his 10,100. I think a lot of people are starting there. They're also trying to play this trend, right? You got to miss a cut before you win. That's what's <laughs> happened with Patrick Reed and uh, last week's. Winner. Brooks. Yeah, Brooks. So what do you make of that? I mean, is Dan Berger an easy click for you? Or would you rather get lower ownership with someone like Paul Casey?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Berger is fine. I'm not going to. It, I've always preached, and I think a lot of people do, you know, with good big time players, you can't overreact to some miscuts. They're gonna happen, especially early in the year. And we've seen, as you've mentioned, bounce back in extreme ways. So I'm not deterred by going to Burger, but I, I have no problem going to Casey and certainly to Cantley. I, I will say this: not that it's my optimal build by any stretch. I think that almost nobody is going to try to pair two north of 10 this week. Uh it just feels more like a balanced build. No one wants to dip. So that's kind of interesting to me starting like Cantlay Berger. Not a lot of people are going to do that. You get two of the big three. Um, It doesn't feel as good as starting like DJ Rom in in stronger fields. But you know what? If one of those guys wins, it could be very, very effective.
1: Let's talk about weather for a second. And I will talk about it a little bit more as we go player by player. Again, it's just kind of notes as you play this and, and handicap this, follow this, whatever you want to call it you notice certain players don't play well in the wind, and I've got a couple of those guys. It is going to be windy Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Does that – I'm not saying you look at, like, wind specialists. I'm not suggesting Mm -hmm. that. But do you look at it and say, okay, I know that strokes gained around the green is going to be more prevalent because there's going to be way more missed greens than normal?
0: Definitely. That's the way to approach it for me. And I I, I talk about this a lot. I plan – I try to, at least. I plan for different types of scenarios where guys like Norin is a good example, Spieth – day when he used to be good and maybe he still is they're built for that type and then i'll have some other guys where it's like scott Pierces of the guys who are just pure iron players where if maybe it's very calm they pick up the advantage so i think you can plan for both but i absolutely uh, will do that you know you know better than anyone pebble can get crazy easy and crazy hard just depending on that wind
1: yeah and an interesting uh topic obviously spieth being an at&t guy and, and coming off his his first top five in a while he was interviewed as he is most weeks but certainly this week he was a focal point and uh, pga tour sean martin just put out uh they asked him about the courses spieth said that the greens are running about a foot and a half uh, longer which means they're just faster foot and a half faster on spyglass greens and he said that pebbles greens are running close to what he remembers for the u.s open so I think that probably has to do with the temperature. It's just it's just cold, and they're just crisp right now. Um, whatever that means, again, I think that just means strokes gained around the around the green. Guys that are superb iron players and are good around the green, again, this is something that Alex and I talked about, Alex Baker, uh, preseason, that com- combining those two, especially on tournaments where you cannot use strokes gained off the tee, it's so vital. So uh, we'll, we'll certainly get into more of those golfers as we move along. So... Who is, if you had to pick one, top end fade? Obviously, ownership projections are free, so we can kind of talk about, you know, the top right now. Can't lay Berger Day, all projected over twenty percent. Francesco Molinari, right there too. You fading any of the four? Uh,
0: I'm not fading completely any of the four, but I'm, I'm not sure that I could get over on all of them too because I, I don't mind really everybody. Uh, Molinari's interesting he is playing his way back into form there's no doubt he's risen in price as so has a lot of these guys um i'm not overly sold on i'll tell you this to me cantley is in a different category i feel extremely comfortable with him he never misses a cut he has one miscut in basically like a full year dating back to the summer he, he's been fantastic these other guys are are, are good players but to me cantley is in a different tier so i'm definitely making a priority to get over on cantley then with the remaining shares i will try to get Pretty equal exposure to the rest of these type of guys.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, that's pretty much how I'm going. I will say based on how I'm doing my certain lines. Again, there's a bunch of different contests. And if, if you yeah. follow my stuff, if you follow, follow my winning element, I am going to run out 150 speed Cantlay lineups in the $5 drive screen <laughs> this week. Yeah, I won't um, be doing just, that. Yeah, just going to be throwing it out there. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Now, again, there's plenty of different contests like the $15. I won't be doing that. What I will be doing in in that contest is likely taking half the ownership of Daniel Berger. I'm going to come in somewhere between 13 and 15%. Mm -hmm. I think that that's my biggest opportunity to get a fade. I'm going to hope that maybe the form really isn't there and this trend of missing a cut to winning ends up going from a miscut to a miscut. That's what I'm hoping for here. So again, just to stay true to what we are, my top end fade would be Daniel Berger and number two would be Jason day. I think I'm going to have around 12 or 13% there. So I'm going to be under on both of
0: them. I'm really, I mean, I know his course history is immaculate. I am a little surprised. Like I, I don't, I don't mind day. In fact, I kind of like him, but I thought that that would be somewhat, contrarian that you know he'd be eight to twelve percent and I would say okay you know what I'm going to take twenty percent this almost feels like the inverse where the field is saying that and I'm not saying I'm going to get under but I I don't know how much leverage you can get with a guy coming off a couple missed cuts the, the putter is ice cold that is important um
1: and it's something that we have to take notice of so just wanted to uh make a note of one of our premium products here actually on the golf side is our strokes gain data. And what we've done now is we've added in the most 10 recent events and we brought it up to the most 40 recent events and giving you all of the strokes gain information, total tee to green, ball striking, short game, off the tee, around the green, putting you name it. So all the stuff we just talked about, if you're an Osmo Plus member, go on and check it out and you can see the best performers. If you want to look at around the green, certainly there. And I can of course give everybody a hint here on uh, the last, Looks like the last 40 rounds, looks like Mackenzie Hughes, Obviously. some of the best players. So I don't I don't think McKenzie's playing this week, but Siwoo Kim is actually up there. And that brings me to my next topic, which is kind of the middle leveraged or the value leveraged play. And Siwoo Kim is one of the ones I wanted to ask you about. Coming off of a win a couple of weeks ago, do you think that the best of him is a little bit behind us? Or do you think this is a spot we can maybe try and back to him? Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I, I think it's obviously somewhere in the middle, not to hedge, you know, he, he clearly after a win wasn't, didn't have his best stuff at farmers. Yeah. He for some reason doesn't like waste management. I don't know why exactly that is. He didn't play great. So I'm not overly alarmed. I'm more, you just rattled off a lot of guys with some serious ownership up here. So if you want to get to see Wu Kim, you better be going under on the days, the is not all of them, but some of them, you just, you can't get there. So For me, he's kind of by the wayside. I think I would rather just allocate those shares to Molinari, to Will Z, maybe to your boy Spieth. I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with him just yet.
1: Let's talk about Willie Z Um, for a minute here. 9,900. I think it's respectable. The guy's 49th in the world now. Top 16. Couldn't really put together a good Sunday. Played great on Saturday. Moving day seems to be his day on the PGA Tour right now. If he could just put together a decent Sunday, I think the top five would be there. But is this the course for him? I mean, it seems like it might be, but we haven't seen him play in conditions yet. So I don't really know how we're going to get fair. I think, what was it, the Bermuda? Uh, He played out there. He was kind of one of the favorites. It was a windy event. He kind of snuck through the cut. I think he came in like top 25. Maybe I kind of see that hit. I don't think this is a perfect course. I would rather put my money to win. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. Even on Daniel Berger, to be honest with you, 200 more dollars. I'm I'm picking Willie Z in DFS because I think we're going to get lower ownership. But if I had to go to the betting market, I'd pick Berger.
0: I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, we've seen he has played here. But you know what? I don't take anything from that because he's just such a different player. Obviously, this guy is is getting better rapidly. <laughs> Maybe he's that good. I don't really envision this long-term being like a place he's going to love, but maybe, you know, we don't really know. Uh, The price is warranted. I have no pushback on it. Again, $200 more for burger. That would be a yes for me. You could pay down Um, the nine k nine K range, not to bore everyone. I'm pretty neutral on it. Not to say I hate it. I think it's fine. The guys that are popular there are what I think should be popular. So I'm going to have to find leverage elsewhere I, I can't do it in the 9k range
1: yeah um obviously if, if you're a, a crazed addict like me 12.4 percent on speeth, i mean that's <laughs> you know i'll get that over than that in my sleep i had been tampering my ownership expectations on him i was 15 percent last week obviously much more than the field this week i'm you know creeping up into nosebleed levels which is not something we need to discuss because that's just my own sick thing but another leverage spot maybe for another one of our guys that's poisonous is ricky fowler i mean do we want to play any of him this week for me 12 percent two x the field that's an easy click for me i don't even care if he misses the cut it's it's an opportunity cost it is an opportunity cost
0: um now he's another one he got to waste management he absolutely loves that course the putter has always been good there he lost 3.8 strokes putting the putter is not working right now that flips we'll see the ball striking regressed a little bit but it's still better than the results the putter, which is Ricky's strength historically, has let him down time and time again. I'm you know, i going to buy a little, but I kind of have tempered expectations, but so has the field. It's all about ownership with these guys. Um, nice. So, yeah, I, that's kind of where I am at Ricky. He will be one of the lower owned in the 9K range, though.
1: So one of uh, the leverage spotters you mentioned, you kind of got to go a little bit lower in that 8K range. And I went to flat 8,000 for my biggest leverage spot here. There's a guy that has gained strokes on his approaches in 16 of 18 events. And has the most, has seven times in that 18 events, he's gained over a stroke with his approaches. One of the best rates. Talk about Matthew Neesmith. The guy had the first round lead last week, stuck around all weekend, has good course history. I think this is perfect here at 5%. I was very surprised to see that.
0: That is a little surprising. We'll see kind of how that acclimates and where that ends up. Yeah. 11th in his debut last year here, the irons are clicking. Everything else is pretty standard, but the price is more than reasonable. Him and Matt Jones are just like there. And I actually feel pretty good with them. It feels weird, but you know what? You got to get in that mindset this week. You're not going to build teams with six guys that make a ton of sense.
1: No. And and I think that goes to what you were saying is like, it feels similar to a Puerto Rico open just with, you know, Patrick Cantlay as, as your star instead of, well, hey, we got Victor Hovland last year, so I actually those guys are kind of similar. It's a very similar tournament, so you got to accept Matt Jones, 8,000. How about Brian Harmon, 8,200? I think that's actually super reasonable. Again, had a good Sunday going with Bubba Watson. Those guys got it going, got to 6 or 7 under for the day. I think he, he failed off a little bit at that. Just a guy that can score and guy that can putt.
0: He definitely can putt. Gained another 5.3 last week. The irons were bad. Doesn't seem to matter with him. It's not the ideal formula, but again, there, there are guys, Noren is right above him. They're not going to do it in, in a standard way. They can be effective. They're just different. He's not a priority, but I, I get it. If you want to build teams that maybe lean on the short game a little bit more,
1: he definitely is. And he's another one of those guys on the stroke skin around the green of, of golfers in this field, last 10 and 40 events. He's in the top 10. So that does not surprise me at all. Um, okay. Uh, somebody asked me about Cameron Tringale in the chat. Okay. Eighty five hundred for this guy, but sixteen percent projected ownership. That too high for you? Is it a little easier for you to go to say? I'm not going to ask you about Phil Mickelson. Yeah, but I just like, don't say Phil. How about Brendan Steele though? A hundred dollars cheaper and a third of the ownership. That seems like easy to me.
0: Yeah. Again, this is where unfortunately for me, I'm, I'm running into a little bit of a problem. I would rather play Tringali. I don't know if i'd rather play him though for three times the ownership steel is striking it fantastic gained 8.4 at waste management he just lost five strokes putting i will say that i do like tringale uh, i'm going to have some for sure i just you you can't match the field everywhere that's that's how you end up breaking yourself like you're not doing anything so i have to find a spot that i'm different than the field everything we've talked about so far I'm i'm pretty in line with the field and that's where it's a little difficult you have to find leverage somewhere
1: is James Hahn a spot you're finding leverage, or do you think that uh, his form went into the lake on 13 as yeah. with his golf ball?
0: <laughs> yeah, I tend to think that. You know, James Hahn, I mean, his results will show you. He's very hit or miss, out of nowhere, gains four with the approach, five with the putter. That could go away quickly. I think those shares are going to Neesmith. They're going to Jones, even Noren. Um, Max Homa is someone I'll expand on later in the show a little bit. Ooh, I really okay. like him, though uh, yeah, I think, uh, and, oh, all right. You know what I do want to yeah. say during, during Clive was saying this before we got a lot of people in here, the new time. I thought we may have some, you know, stragglers. Cause we've been jumping around. We got, we got yeah. the regular crew in here. We're going to ask for some likes, if you can, uh, pump that up. And I, as Jason said this before, and I kind of glossed over it, I just do want to reiterate Daytona 500 is here this weekend. I didn't really know that we are running a weekly pass promo code Daytona, it's half off of a weekly pass, just right under $5. Great deal. Super money. Apparently, I don't know. Have you ever played NASCAR DFS? It's insane.
1: It, it is. And now there's like some new scoring things that have happened, I, I guess. I, I don't know how much it's going to change the game, but I've played a little bit. It is pretty insane. It's I was like following, golf on crack. It's nuts. Yeah, like, exactly. I was following Alex's tweets the other day and he's like, at one point, You're going to always have the nuts lineup. You just got to be watching.
0: And then literally like your lineup goes up in flames. Literally like there's just wrecks and cars explode. I don't know what goes on. Uh, I don't know anything about NASCAR as you can tell, but.
1: I might have to, I might have to like get in because my son's loving cars right now, but I can tell you, I will be watching the NASCAR strategy show on Saturday with Jason uh, Floyd and Phil. Ben's and ten. I gotta ask him how to pronounce this last name because that's the first time I've actually had to read it on air. I've just Race for the with prize. That's what I
0: call him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> raised no. for the prize. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Our man Phil. Um,
1: so all right, let's uh, let's get back to a little bit of golf here. Uh, did we cover? Let's go back to the top of the nine K range. Okay. Cam Davis, Kevin Strelman sitting right there. Strelman has talked about how much he loves this course. We're not getting any discount this year though. Eighty nine hundred, appropriate price. I still found some shares though. I have no
0: problem with Strowman. You know, you get you get short irons and wedges in his hand. He loves this place. The course history bears that out. I will say, though, this is where I'm starting to deviate a little. I like Cam Davis. I think he's playing phenomenal. We don't know how good this guy is. Seemingly getting better and better. And I like Max Homa. So he's in a sandwich spot. I think people will go to Streelman. Got a lot of familiarity with Pebble. Um, I think him in his amateur partner. I think he had Larry Fitzgerald and they won. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So he 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 loves this place, but I think I'd rather pivot 100 north or south uh, to other guys.
1: Yeah, those Sam Burns and Cam Davis. Uh, I, I will leave home out because I think we're on the same page there. But uh, Burns and Davis, these two guys are actually very comparable type of players. Very comparable skill sets. Is it a skill set transferable to these conditions this week, or would you rather pay the 200 for Molinari, the 400 for Spieth?
0: I think I would rather pay hey, up uh I may have some lineups where I say okay it's going to be very calm you're gonna be able to really attack I don't know if that's likely though most likely this coastal track this reminds me of European golf like I- I've said this before it does you know, though yeah at the open sometimes you're watching these courses and you're just like what is this these guys are going to shoot 30 under because the wind isn't there and then it revs up and these guys, you know, you can't stay out of, of the pop bunkers and whatnot. Obviously, it's a little different here. But that that mentality translates. So I think that's probably towards the bottom of my build
1: uh, when I'm trying to optimize. So I had a good question in chat. Uh, what's our reliance or importance of building stat models? And uh, I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer. We, we've answered it a couple times throughout the years. Uh, I like to look at them. I, I like to keep a track of it in a week like this, where I certainly feel like strokes gained around the green will be much more prevalent due to the fact that they're going to miss more greens because of the wind. Sure. I'll look at it. Am I going to build out a model that tells me who the best is based on the price? Probably not to be completely honest with you, but I certainly will look at opportunity costs and see Brian Harmon as a top 10 stroke scan around the green 8,200. Yeah. I'll play a little more of him because of that. Um, but not a full blown stat model uh, build out. Not for me at least. And I think you're the same man. Yeah,
0: certainly not. Uh, you know, we have tools, uh, over at Osmo that I, I definitely rely on and i look at it but it, it's all a process um to me i i lean heavier i think my biggest edge if i have one is more on the game theory side you know trying to understand what are people doing and where can i be different without being crazy like there's a lot of ways i say this all the time there's a lot of ways to leverage but you're just insane you're playing someone that nobody wants and there's a reason for that so how do i understand how can i lean on the tools that jason provides that alex provides Uh, And then just change it up with my own feel and really try to match it to the contest that I'm playing.
1: One of those tools that you mentioned using ownership is the leverage golfer tool. So uh, definitely check that out. I think it's a great way to look at who Alex's model is saying, Hey, look, look at this guy based on the ownership and where I project him to finish. So definitely check that out. Okay. Let's go to our uh, fun section here where we throw out all the types of names. So chat, if you are interested in some names, Go ahead and throw them out there, but I'm sure we'll get to <laughs> It is go. the make the cut segment where first we're going to tell you if they're going to play all four days and then maybe we'll give a couple seconds on them. Chris Kirk is one of those guys that's kind of popped up recently, Uh, had got his tour card back because of the second place Sony open. He's part of my data driven article that I write each and every week that's free. He actually is one of the best performers around the green over these last five events. So is that enough to get him to the weekend here? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I was—I will say
0: I was a little disappointed uh, last week in him. I thought yeah. he had found something did not play well at waste management. He actually lost in all four categories, and that is Awful. obviously not good. But if you go back before that, he had made six straight cuts. I think it's a blip on the radar. Uh, not my favorite play in that range, but he is in play.
1: One of my favorite plays in this range, not going to lie to you, is the guy right under him. And it's Peter Putter piping hot. naughty continues to get it done. Has he convinced you to play him or are you still on the fade train?
0: So the thing I like about him is he has a defined skill set. It's like Cameron Champ. Obviously, it's a different skill set. But yeah, great I, I know what he's going to do. He's more projectable. So I will use him in certain spots, particularly with guys like Spieth and Norin and those types and say, you know what? His skill set can translate. He has to gain three or four strokes putting minimum to hang in, though.
1: Speaking of another guy that needs to gain three or four strokes minimum putting, Brent Snedeker. Now, he did make the cut, so maybe things are trending in the right direction. But, I mean, every time we hear about wind in California, his name is going to get tossed around. Obviously, the PGA Tour still thinks he's a big enough name to throw in featured groups. Is he enough? Is that enough for you to get a sweat on him, or would you rather just play him in round one and get the sweat that way? For
0: probably that, yeah. I mean, listen, Stenaker—he can come from the clouds. He can get crazy hot. Uh, He's really not playing well though, and I I think he is one that I'm—I'm okay maybe letting go by the wayside.
1: Yeah, I mean, seventy-eight hundred in this field, uh, I just—I can't do it yet. The—the form just. It's not there. Um, I know he didn't play last week, but it's still, it's just not close enough. So, okay, let's move down a little bit. I think we're both the same on Snedeker. I got this guy coming over from the European tour. Made three cuts over there. All finishes inside the top 35, a top five in there. And he said this is his favorite course in the world. Now, I will preface it, Ben, and say Pebble Beach, if I play it someday, probably be my favorite course too. But sometimes when these golfers say that, I take note of it. Matthew Fitzpatrick at RBC Heritage, he said that. But I'm talking about Rafa Cabrera-Bello, who's got some good starts here. So is he of interest to you this week? Pretty low-owned as well. I think he makes the weekend.
0: Absolutely of interest, and it's what you said last. 2.8% we have him projected for. This is a guy that I I think quietly is getting back into form because it's been in Europe. No one's really paying attention, including me. Didn't really know what he was up to. The more I see, the more I like. Uh, I'll take a
1: flyer with him me too uh totally on board there with you uh russell knox i mean from scotland is he gonna menace the wind here what's going on with this guy Uh,
0: nothing he i swear to god like now it's like five years ago he left about 15 in the drink at sawgrass and i'm not sure he ever recovered yeah Uh, i know i certainly didn't he's fine i think he makes sense i like his game here gotta be a little better with the putter though it's consistently bad so he is in play because i i like the track for him in general but i'm a concern you got to make some pots there's no doubt about it
1: so was he one of those that was like way inside the cut line top 20 and and came to 17 or was was he already made the cut i don't remember the circumstance
0: so i believe this was saturday late and he was in contention Contention. and he rushed it was one of those he rushed and he didn't go to the drop zone he just he he, went oh, he did and it again. He, and he did it again, and then oh. he went to the drop zone, and then he did it in the it water in. again. Uh, not good. Really, really uh. not good. But yeah, he did the panic. You know when guys, like, they get frustrated? I gotta go things, again. I gotta go again? He did one of those. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. You gotta love it. Russell Knox. Um, and Russell Knox, everybody. Okay. I told you I was going to highlight a golfer that I felt was not going to play well in conditions that I have tracked for a couple of times now in windy conditions and not played well. And that's Harold Varner. I know he popped up last week and found some form, but 20 and 30 mile an hour winds and seeing his past success, or I should say past failure. I don't see him making the weekend. It looks like he's going to be higher owned again. I'll I'll just take the fade train this week as much as I like him as a personality and golfer. The condition thing for me is a problem.
0: Yeah. I I mean, uh, he came back into form and I think that got people who are interested. He's someone, I think a lot of people would think of eventually going to break through. I do worry about, you know, what he may face here. Uh, Obviously he's, I think more prone to win a shootout uh, than, than a grinded out type of, course so maybe a splash but not a priority I'm in line with you okay
1: um okay next uh coming along is a guy that I've tried to fade I tried to fade last week and he just throws out like two eagles and 17 birdies and loses strokes on the approach every single time he basically tees it up no he's been a little bit better but I'm talking about Patton Kazire no you were right plus this week yeah what's going on are we done with him I'm not done with him. I was never there to begin
0: <laughs> with. Uh, I I mean, his irons are atrocious. He does it in wizard ways. He does have a little of that formula that I've talked about with Wyndham Clark, where he gains off the tee and gains with the putter. Yep. But historically, he doesn't gain off the tee. So it's really nothing that I can point to. Uh, maybe there's something there. I'll let other people see that. I don't.
1: Three over on Sunday, and the Tita Green for the week was losing of almost nine strokes. I'm um, not nine strokes. I'm sorry, almost three strokes. I was looking at like Jimmy, nine. Jimmy Walker above him. Jimmy Walker, on the other hand, no, nowhere, nowhere near him right now. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah, a couple, couple more guys as we move in the Kazaya Range. Rory Sabatini, he's played well here once, and then I got a guy that I'll just throw him in there too. I'm pretty high on this week, so I think he's going to make the cut. It's Nick Taylor, defending champion. I think he's in a good spot worry sabatini though i I think he's fine he's in line for a top 40 something like that i think he'll make the weekend
0: yeah i mean i sabatini kind of always feels like that fringe cash play that i'm not gonna really get to makes cuts rarely contends um for cash this week if you are playing it i I personally think uh most people are gonna go balanced in cash and they generally do i don't think it's crazy to pay up for cantley though if you can fit him.
1: um and starting with Sabatini in this range actually would help you get to Canline.
0: Yeah. There, there are guys in the mid sevens that you could look to. I think people will more likely go like Neesmith Jones, Tringale and go very balanced. Harmon um, in there as well. Yep. Yeah. And I have no problem with Nick Taylor. I also think he makes the weekend.
1: Well, Maverick McNeely, California kid driver, putter combo that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a spot for him to bounce back this week?
0: You know, I, I, I don't know what to make of Maverick. Obviously, he's got some talent. He's got some pedigree, um, but the irons are just really hurting, and they've Not been good. like that for a while. I, I can't really get there until I see some positive uptick.
1: I think I can a little bit. I mean, we had a close to a first round lead in California. Took last week off. He like flashes, the- definitely. He does. And I think maybe that's something I should target in the round one or round two showdown plays. Uh, But I think the upside, if he could put it together for three days, his salary would get paid off. I know he's he's actually maybe a little bit more expensive than I'd rather him be. So I probably won't get to him all that much, but certainly some. A guy that maybe I'm a little concerned about the conditions again with, it's Doug Gim. We've Mm -hmm. seen the ball striking really come around. We saw the top five happen. Is this a good spot for him or are you a little concerned as well?
0: Yeah, I'm not super keen to play him. I do think that he has uh, a wide range of outcomes with talent in general. So I think he could overcome it, even if it's not a great fit, kind of like Zalatoris in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Scott Stallings at the same price. I think that's someone no one's going to go to. And he has some things that I like here, whether it's the approach game, uh, finally made a cut at waste management, so I'd rather play Stallings than Doug Gamm.
1: It was actually uh, this is a wicked weird stat. I'm sorry that I'm bringing it up because it's really irrelevant, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. So he was the leading the show. he was the leading point getter for golfers that missed the cut after round three last year, and was part of the optimal, uh, not the optimal, the winning lineup. Because of that, he scored like 53 points in three rounds, and that's what happened. I got to talk to these people.
0: I, the people win with five of six. Like, I get six, get six I still don't get. Like, <laughs> these people got wizard. Oh, my guy withdrew, but I still took it down. Like, that's not a sentence it's that I'll that. ever utter ever. Um, but yeah, same football. here. It's just
1: – it doesn't – it just doesn't happen that way for me. Um, here's a guy, though, that if you take Jordan Spieth's comments on hand and believe them, that they are going to be – Pebble's going to be tough – not U.S. Open tough, but tough. Ches Revi sounds like a guy that I'm ready to buy into. I just need a decent putting week. The approaches have been good. He's ranked in the top 30 this year on Trokes Gain on the approach. So maybe this is a buy low spot for Revi, and I can catch some good form. Obviously, one of his best ever finishes uh, outside of his win was that that major finish at Pebble. Yeah, a couple of years ago,
0: runner-up. Likes the course. Form is bad. The good news is you, you don't need when I say a little, a little will do it. Um, For me, I would rather play Stallings. I'd rather play Stanley, not Kevin Stadler though. Um, As our man, Charlie hops into chat, not going to, not going to make it. Is he even here? Yes. Dad's
1: is here. Good for him. D8 points. (laughs) Yeah. That's former champion. My God. Um, How about in this range as well, a golfer that is another one of those if you're playing Speeth, you're playing malnati are you also playing putnam so he is in that i i,
0: I categorize you know a lot of, we get a lot of questions in premium slack about like how do we build and one of the ways you know i build by hand is i create buckets putnam is in the bucket with spieth and norin and day and these guys that and malnati absolutely he's not going to blow you away off the tee Never going to gain strokes. Probably (laughs) that's being the nicest that anyone's ever said. He's awful off the tee. Yeah, but he does some other things immaculate, and that is an asset in some circumstances.
1: And I I think the bottom line is, it's this week. It just happens to be that this skill set is is what we're targeting. So that's why a lot of these guys come up. Now it's also a lot of why these guys are here playing this week too, because they feel like they can likely contend best at a course like this go for that shot six under on uh, Friday. And I honestly thought was going to breeze through the cut until the cut moved really late is Joel Damon. He shot four over on Thursday, bounced back with the six under on Friday. it looks like some people are looking at that because ownership 14%, maybe something like that. It seems a little high for a guy that's still searching for it. We know his talent is there, right? We've seen it still seems like maybe he's searching for it unless he found it on Friday. Then of course I think it's a good play.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, we'll, we'll see exactly where he comes in. Uh, he's, he's, even though the, the results are miscut, 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 he's definitely trending upward. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't know if I'm going to get over if that's the case. So I was thinking like maybe five to 10% of, of Dottman.
1: So I got a question about a golfer that only relies on a short game and Carl would like to know if he's no. also in this bucket and it's Aaron Badley. He had his whole family out there in the Monday qualifier last week at the Waste yeah. Management open trucking along. It was a really good photo uh, at, that was put on by the Monday Q info on Twitter. Uh, if you go find him, it's a great little uh, account to follow. Anyways, is Aaron badly in that same bucket or is the form just way, way too far?
0: It. I would say it's the latter. I will say though, and you can take this for what it's worth somehow. And I don't even know exactly why it was a price situation Aaron badly made my betting hit? card this week a oh. I have a sliver of a top 10 on him okay. and a top five I am not calling for that I do not think he plays well that was just a random ancillary are you going to him to me if he was like 6000 flat I might but at 65 there are other guys I'd rather play
1: you ready for this. I would know. You know what? I'm going to save it for the deep dive. I'm going to save this guy because <laughs> okay. there's definitely there's definitely a guy that that Timothy Frank has mentioned a couple times this week that I'm getting behind. I kind of have to. So we'll talk about him in a little while. Let's continue on in this price range. Of course, if you guys want to know any offer uh, that if we think they're going to make the weekend, just go ahead and pop and chat and ask Kyle Stanley irons look fantastic. He bucked the trend last week of a bunch of miscuts cuts in a row. Waste management played pretty good. I think he's fine. I think he's actually, if you want to get to Cantlay in cash, he's a way that you could absolutely help to do it.
0: What's not to like about Kyle Stanley? I've been playing him. I'm going to keep playing him. He's finding form. And to me, he's a set mid-7K golfer in
1: a strong field, not a weak field like this. This feels like an underprice. Charlie Hoffman and Bo Hogg are going to be packing their bags. In my opinion, Bo Hogg has really turned into like Denny McCarthy or Jordan Spieth on the greens these last couple of weeks. It's been unbelievable. That run's going to end here at Pebble. I got them both packing their bags. How about you?
0: Yeah, not, uh, you know, listen, in a field like this, anybody can do find some form, but I would rather take a flyer with Ryan Moore, who was right there.
1: Yeah, I was just about to ask you about him.
0: What do you make of that? So he lost seven strokes putting. Obviously, he had major injury. He's coming back, shaking off rust. Uh, in theory, teams that are or players or teams that are coming off long iatuses should be rusty. Sometimes it doesn't work uh, with South Florida, but that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, Ryan Moore back to golf. Lost seven strokes in the green. What do you think in the player pool?
1: I think so. I think his price is reasonable. He's not like randomly eight thousand two hundred like he mm-hmm. has been at sometimes. Prices come down. If it's a a week where he's gonna have to grind it out, I like that for him. I like that style. So yeah, I think I'm getting to a little bit of Ryan Moore. I'm also getting to a little bit of Mark Hubbard and Stuart Sink at the same price. I think all of those guys are in my in play and in my player pool this week.
0: Yeah, listen, this is this is a little range that you can target. You kind of just want to know what you're getting into, though. Like Ryan Moore, you're not gonna need much. Sinking them w- more likely to make the cut, probably maybe a little less. Top end equity Hubbard's the same way makes makes a good amount of cuts. Scott yep. Piercy is there, can't quit him. I cannot quit that guy. I don't know why. It's the ball striking
1: man. It's, yeah, it's, it is. It's just what happens there, and and I get it. It's a it's definitely a drag um, or something to get behind. How about Harry Higgs? We love his personality. Oh, yeah. Can we love his golf here this week, or is he going to be drunk slamming and heading to the Genesis, L.A. I should say, yeah.
0: I. I want to get to him. I I like where the the approach game is. I'm not exactly sure. And this is a guy who off the tee is a strength. He's lost in three of four off the tee. Got to get that back because he's not a great putter. He's not a good, you know, around the green player. Love Harry Higgs. It's just business. I think I would uh, say it's a short week for him.
1: How about Patrick Rogers? Um, Some people like to uh, talk about him. Um, How about him making the weekend?
0: Oh boy, Patrick Rogers. Uh, used to be a guilty pleasure. Is really not playing well. Lost five strokes with the irons in two rounds of waste management. I'm out. I think I'm out as well.
1: Yeah, I, th- I just have to be. Uh, now I've gotten a couple of questions on some of these young players, so I'm gonna throw them all at you. Okay. Four of them. Four young players, all above 6,500. How many will I know exist? I think. Say. I think you're going to know all of them mm-hmm. because I've talked about Batia quite a bit, so you know, know him. him already. Ogletree played at the Masters, so I know oh, you know yeah. him. Gordon has lost us both money, so I know mm-hmm. you know him. Yeah. And Davis Riley played last week and made the cut, so I'm guessing you know him.
0: Yeah, I know I know of him. He's the guy that made the cut by gaining like 80 strokes putting. And then had a
1: terrible weekend doing it. Yeah, he was bad anyway. Um, of those four, who make it, who don't? You can start with the number that make it, and then tell me who you think it's going to be. Okay, so I I think that Will
0: Gordon will get through.
1: Um, you think there's a spot for him?
0: I do think there's a spot for him. His yeah. he's, he's all over the map. He gains. He really, is. Goes, I don't mind that. You're gonna you're going to find some of that. I do think the strength is in his putting. If you could just chill out with the around the green, I don't know why it's so bad for a great putter. Um, the other guys, I don't I don't have any real love for any of them. But T is interesting always. But him and Ogletree, till I see something, I'm not going to push.
1: Og- Ogletree is awful off the tee. He reminds me of kind of like an Andrew Putnam in a way. Has looked good with his approaches. Looks like he's good with his short game. Ter- like couldn't hit a fairway. Just not good off the tee. Maybe that's the course for him. Maybe Pebble Beach is exactly where he needs to be, given the fact that with wind and everything, not many people are going to be hitting the fairway anyway here this week. So, or taking the driver out of the bag because there's a lot of, say, three woods or irons off the tee here, which may play into Ogletree's thing. So, I do like Ogletree. I think he can get through. Uh, Badia, he is his range of outcomes, Ben. I think are probably the widest of any He's of the giant. four at this point. You know, 19 years old, we just don't know. Um, I'll play him a little bit. But for me, it would go uh, Ogletree, Gordon, Riley, Batia this week. The betting markets but he is the largest so i'll just click him because it's, he's the largest out of all of them ogletree i believe is the shortest the last i checked um so if you want to ride for a top 10 bet that's what i would do um okay uh let's see uh next who we got here on my list i got a guy that's uh pretty good at putting and has been known to play in some of these colder events troy Merritt, maybe yeah. I I know that's where we got to go here this week
0: yeah I mean listen if you're if you're going to employ strategies where you're aggressive up top these are the names uh in the low sevens high sixes Troy Merritt in theory fits but he just he never seems to sustain it you know what I'm going to call him is is a showdown play if you think that Troy Merritt could hold it together a little maybe for a showdown mentality I just have never seen him really string together 72 holes
1: yeah somebody wants to know about John Daly
0: uh i didn't know he was in the field and that's the extent that you need to know good for john
1: (laughs) i I, i'm glad i listen i love john don't get me wrong i think he's a great great entertainer but obviously not to play here this week how about ryan armor He's a guy that definitely likes these early season and fall swing events
0: yeah i mean listen he fits kind of what we've seen here you know vaughn taylor type ted potter like you can get Yeah,
1: talk about vaughn taylor as well
0: why yeah, I hear? mean, those guys, listen, there are certain courses they just cannot compete. So you're never going to see, oh, my God, the guys strung together, you know, all these great showings because some of these courses are just not for them. Yep. Um, th- this one more is, I still, I don't know. I'm not really there. on I- Ryan Armour. I kind of feel it's unnecessary. Good showing at Bermuda. Good showing at the Amex. But other than that, it's been very quiet.
1: Yeah, Kelly Kraft. I'll ask you about him here. I was going to oh talk God. about him in deep dives, but – what's up with this is this a spot for kelly Kraft?
0: i mean i i see why people are, are are starting to look there he's got the combination of runner-up finish here several years ago and the ball striking his uptick gained in three straight the finishes haven't come around so you could call him to make a cut uh and i think that's fair I don't really see much else to really like though. I mean, do you, do you see where people are going there? I, I think it's kind of interesting.
1: It's okay. I don't yeah. mind it again. I, there aren't, if you pitched, if you give me an elevator pitch on anybody below 7,000 this week, and you had an elevator pitch about them, I should say, I'd probably listen and play them at this point because it's the field. Like, you it's know, so wide open. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, at fantasy Garden. Jeff Ulrich, my co-host on Mondays are, are, uh, friend and colleague over here you're like sung you'll know this week sure like i listened to his 30 second elevator pitch i'm in i'll play him a little bit this week because it's one of those fields that sure i think cantlay or spieth they're gonna win but we need we need four other guys mm-hmm. in my case or five of the guys if you're you're starting with cantlay Sung, so, you'll know sure i'll throw in a couple of lineups um how about ted potter though the wizard beating <laughs> dustin johnson at this very tournament. His stats have looked a little bit better. He's another guy that I'm going to click probably five or six times.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I get it. For me, I would rather play Chase Seifert, who is more of like a project for for me, young guy. You know, he's got some pedigrees, Florida State guy. Not that that's really relevant because they're in California, but I just wanted to say that. Um, You know, you you mentioned, I think that's a a good way to sum it up. Sub 7K, you can justify a lot. So you really want to be kind of in tune with what you're doing and why you're doing it you, you can play some of these guys I just wouldn't recommend playing all of them there's just too many guys down here there must be how many names do you think are in the sixes
1: seven oh, there's got to be it, maybe even more maybe even like 90 because there's 156 in this week's field so it's it's insane uh two names that are above 7k that I actually forgot to mention I wanted to Jim Furyk was one which saw Steve Stricker come in the top five or top six in the optimal lineup like crazy insane. He has a top, but he came 14th here year two years ago. So I actually don't mind Furick. The other one, Sam Ryder. Ball striking had looked good last two weeks, but a rough finish last week. I don't mind him here again, though. I'll play both of those guys a little bit. Probably a little bit more Ryder than Furik.
0: Yeah, Furick's price is just a little too much for me. You've got, you got Putnam, too. Stanley, Dahman, Moore. Uh, names, yeah. All right below him. Ryder is a flat seven. He's competing with the likes of like Armor Stewart. Pat Perez, like I could justify that a little easier. Troy Merritt is down there. CT Pan, who in theory I think should be good here, has just played awful though since yeah. the Masters. Yep. Uh, that range is really, you know, we're kind of transitioning to the deep dives here. Yeah,
1: I think it's a good transition. Really there, where
0: yeah. I think you got to open it up, but it's just very difficult to organize.
1: So the chat mentioned the golfer that uh, I saw Tim Frank mention here this week once or twice. Maybe he was joking, maybe he wasn't, but at 6,200. For a golfer that is an award winner of some kind in college and has won a PGA Tour tournament, then he missed about 95 cuts in a row, and now he's made three or four. I'm talking about Michael Kim. Honestly, I think I'm playing him here this week. I don't see a reason not to at 6,200.
0: Yeah, I mean... This is where we are. This is where we, like, I... His win was probably the craziest that I've ever seen. Like, in terms of least likely winner at that given moment...
1: Um, on the field too yeah crazy. like he
0: crushed he gained yeah 13 strokes putting that week he's starting to trend upward the putter was actually ice cold at waste management and he still made the cut which is what you would want to see obviously i wish it was anthony kim um but yes, yes, you know for sure. um yeah listen 62 was really low you're you're looking at chris baker is down there scott harrington i looked at didn't get to so I I see if you're in a jam, why you might be drawn to a guy striking it. Well,
1: all right. I had a a question uh, that I thought was an interesting one to bring up Um, uh, the love for Brian Harmon. I did see that. We talked about him. I think Ben, both Ben and I probably like, I like Neesmith a little bit more. I think uh, there's probably somebody in that AK range that you like a little bit more, Um, Ben, correct. Then Brian Harmon, was it Brendan Steele? Is that who you like a little bit more or? So Matt Jones, um, Jones sorry, Matt yep. Jones is definitely,
0: and like I said, we'll, we'll get to Homa. Yeah. Um, I think that there's, that's one, yeah. it, it's a, it's a competitive, competitive uh, area. I, I would say like, um, but you could go there. No, no problem with Harmon. Just not my preferred target.
1: I guess. Sorry. I guess oh, yeah. Right. oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I no, no. Apologize. That's
0: all. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at.
1: Um a couple more deep dives uh that I want to talk about. I talked about uh Michael Kim, um, which again, that's just kind of where we are. You talked about Aaron Badley. You mentioned Peter Uline. How about the editor the titleist? Doesn't get that many starts anymore, but what he does, you know, he makes the cut. You know, he's five of eight this year. So maybe at a better than fifty percent rate, I would like to say that maybe this is a good track for him. I don't know though.
0: Uh yeah, I mean he's someone that is the longest term buy for me. I I still I don't know. Obviously it did not pan out. He is a massive, massive pedigree guy. And then he went to Europe and he's shown some flashes, but it really, you know, not, not consistent. I think coastal tracks where he can lean on his abilities around the green and with the putter or where he's best suited. And that is this. So if there's ever a time to play him, it's probably now.
1: Uh, Speaking of Europe, uh, randomly we get one golfer from the European tour over here last year was Kurt Kitayama, if you remember correctly. This year, it's Min Woo Lee, who certainly has a lot of talent from Australia. He's got a sister who's also on the LPGA Tour who's pretty good. In any case, um, his form is bad. He's missed all three cuts on the European Tour to start the year. Uh, So I don't think I can play him. I know the talent's there. He's known as a bomber, so I don't think it's a great track for him. But obviously an opportunity he's not going to pass up. Not many starts that he gets on the PGA Tour.
0: Yeah, I always think that's very interesting. Um obviously I I don't think I'm going to play him, but it it's cool to see some of the crossover talent and every so often there's a guy that does come over and you know it translates really well and he plays well and really kind of uh jump starts his career a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um definitely uh no doubt about that. So couple of other ones before we get uh, to our one and done. But before we do, I want to turn your guys' attention, of course, to Odds Shopper, which is one of the best tools out there when you're searching for your best odds. So if you guys aren't familiar with it, I'll tell you a second about it. Don't make a bet without shopping for the best odds first. Of course, betting lines change by the minute and can vary greatly depending on the book, especially in a week like this where Dustin Johnson withdraws. And if you had some bets in before that or even after that, certainly changes the landscape. So why it's important to use the awesome odd shopper tool to find the best line available on the golfer. You are betting and give you that edge. You need to beat the house. Of course, head on over to oddshopper.osmo.com where we compile the best bets available for every golfer updated in real time. Sign up for free today to track your bets and receive alerts when lines move. So let's go to our one and done before we get to our hot take, Ben, we're creeping up. We've got an NBA show coming up after this. We've got Greg and Eric going to be talking on the mic they're going to be taking us into the late slate and winning us all that late slate money so Ben one and done this week I don't see a better tournament to use in the certain against the field than Jordan Speed so I'm clicking his name this week I don't think he's ready to win Augusta so I'm not going to pick him there I, I'm going to pick him here and I feel like less people will pick him here than will at Augusta
0: yeah I, this is a weird one and done week I I've said this, I already used him, so I can't do this. But same thing I felt then at, I think, Amex, I feel now. I'm not going to save Cantley. I know you will. Yep. I would use Cantley if I could. I think that he's by far the best player here. Um, Berger is interesting. I, I'm going to get myself into trouble because I think I'm going to use Day, and I don't know where he's at. I, I, the course history kind of sucked me in. It's a weird – these weaker field events, there's obviously two lines of thinking. Some people say like, oh, this is great. I can use a guy I would never use elsewhere because he can compete here. Then there's the other line of thinking of why not use a superstar because your odds to win are really increased. Uh, There's not that many good players like someone like Paul Casey. This is his best shot to win of the year. I don't think there's any
1: doubt about that. Yep. I I think that's a great call. So I I would probably on my aggressive take, uh, I think I would Go with Jordan. I think on a conservative take that I don't think a lot of people will be picking is Paul Casey. I think you make a great mm-hmm. point. Valspar is in May this year. That would be the only other spot I'd take Paul yeah, Casey because start. it's an absolute perfect course for him. But, but certainly, he will
0: be – sorry to jump in there. Yeah, no, go for it. I, don't, I, don't you think he'll be so popular at Valspar considering he's won it twice?
1: I would assume, I think there's 3,000 entries in the Mayo Cup that, that you and I both play in. I would assume literally like 2,000 people are going to pick yes. them because it's, yeah. where else are you going to pick Ball Casey? So this might be a good spot for him. I think it's a, a pretty good one. So, all right, let's get into our hot takes and uh, then we will get on out of here. And so I have I have three. I have my main oh. two ones, my main two ones, and then I've got my one that... If all things come together, I really think this is going to happen. Okay. Um, but I'm also going to be called a crazy man, but I've been called a crazy man for two and a half years. So I'm used to it by now. My two ones are Nick Taylor top 10. I think that the form has been simmering. We know the putter is there. We know that the rest of his game isn't great, but it's good enough. Winner here. He missed the cut on the number last week. So I think we got a top 10 and to couple along with that. I think Rafa Cabrera Bello keeps the form going. I got him coming inside the top 15. That's my two. And then if all goes well this week and Patrick Cantlay is a little bit affected by the wind that I think he has been in the past, I think Jordan Spieth wins the golf tournament by a margin of more than three strokes. Oh, wow. So, yep. yeah, just going away. Yep. Going away.
0: <sighs> okay. You know what? I like it. I like it. You set it up nicely there. We've got a couple hundred people watching. I'm going to ask us to pump up the legs. We're almost to 100. Uh, let's let's get over 100 before we pass it off to Eric and Greg. A- as Jason said, grinding the late night NBA slate is one of the best things you can do. We got a new NBA show every day right before the deeper dive. So you can check that out. I'll be on it tomorrow uh, talking some things. Maybe I'll sneak in some player props. Who knows what we're going to do? I almost almost had the hot take last week. I thought that Scotty Scheffler was going to win that tournament. Oh, you were so close. Though. I, th- I thought it from Thursday to midday Sunday, and it never materialized. Uh, and then he didn't even cash a top five ticket. Anyway, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to pick another outright, and I think that Max Homa is primed to win this tournament. He's sitting north of 31. It's a weak field. He was underrated good last week. It just could not get there with the putter. And then to win golf tournaments, you need to putt well. Gained over five strokes on the approach. Everything else was kind of standard, but you know, two top 15s in his last two appearances here, coming off two iron showings of plus four and a half and plus 5.9. I think it sets up pretty damn well for Max Homa. So if you're looking against the green, if he can, if you can survive Cantlay, Casey, Spieth types, it is wide open. I'm going to call Max Homa. Uh, gets another win on the PGA Tour.
1: Love that call. I know he's a California kid. Um, yeah. It really plays well in this part of the season. Listen, I, I think he's a great play this week. He'll be in a lot of my lineups. Certainly uh, the ones that don't have Cantlay, Spieth will have something like a Homa molinari something in that range for sure so love the call uh want to just direct everybody's attention for the last second to our awesome underscore com twitter handle we are in a race to thirty thousand. listen we're within 900 so make sure you're following us over there we do giveaways all the time through our twitter of course our instagram handle as well we do some giveaways there and our alex was on instagram live here last week he was all dappered up we uh we, we got it going, so that was fun to watch, and he'll be doing that a couple more. So, Ben, we got uh, Los Angeles next week, the Genesis. Really good field, much different than this week. We uh, And until then, you, like you said, you're going to be on the airwaves next week. So we will see everybody next Wednesday for the Genesis. Good luck at this week's AT&T Pebble Beach Program, everybody, yeah. cheers. <sighs> That... <laughs> I couldn't send it back to bed Like I had already yeah, asked him for his final
0: With Lucky Land Slots You can get lucky just about anywhere
1: Dearly beloved We are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here We were getting lucky in the limo And we lost track of time No, Lucky Land Casino With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case, I pronounce you lucky